Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels podcast. Yo, what is up? It is your boy Johnny Mags, joined as always with Dan Garcia. And you're listening to another edition of the All Angels Podcast, this time live from San Manuel Stadium, home of the Inland Empire 66ers, Class A affiliate of your Los Angeles Angels. Dan, we're back uh, for our first podcast of the year here at San Manuel Stadium. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Something we kind of came across last year. Um, we wanted to see a game, but the the game kind of was the same day we wanted to do the podcast and we kind of figured out what we want to do. Um, but again, you know, luckily with us, we have a great relationship with the 66ers and all, and all their people in the front office. So they just, Oh, do you, you know, we have an empty press box room. Do you guys want to use it? We're like, well, duh, of course you do. <laughs> so luck, we're lucky enough to, when it's open, they kind of open the door for us and yeah, go ahead, you know, do what you need to do. And so, uh, yeah, we're back here for the first time this year and probably won't be our last. No, it's always cool to do it from the press box watching the guys warm up in a beautiful backdrop of Seminole Stadium, beautiful stadium. If you guys haven't been here before, which you should, if you we'll guys are, we'll, we'll get to that a little yeah, bit later. And if you guys are in the area, you guys need to come to Seminole Stadium and watch the future angels. We're already, we've seen through here, Griffin Canyon last year, you know, guys like that. So, um, always uh, find a way to get out here. So, but we have a full show ahead of us. As Daniel mentioned off the air, We've done a. It's been a week since we did the podcast, but I feel like we didn't play very many games. But that's because they had two off days in between. Yeah, but the, the Friday and the Monday. Yep. Yeah. So um, we got a full show here for you guys with all our uh, usual segments. But before we get going, I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to, uh, to your favorite game, concerts, and shows and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot makes... Uh, green dot means you have a great deal. A yellow dot means an okay deal. And a red dot means a not so good deal. So use promo code ACAA at checkouts. That's ACAA and receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for, guys? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event, and we have the tickets. So check out SeatGeek, guys. All right, let's get going into... What we usually do, which is a weekly review that we, you know, we go over every game as best as we can. And, you know, this was a game that the Angels, it was technically a home game. And it was at Palacio Sultanes de Monterrey in Monterrey, Mexico. Again, like I said, it was a designated home game for the Angels. But unfortunately, it didn't pan out the way the Angels really wanted to, right? No, it, it got off to a really rough start. I mean, when you're looking at Cahill only going three and a third and already giving up six earned runs on three home runs. And that's the thing, three home runs for a guy coming in. Um, you can say his his best thing about him was that he didn't give up the long ball. He kept everything down. And, you know, if someone was going to put up runs on him, it was going to be, you know, putting hits back to back to back. But uh, for whatever reason, this season, it, that hasn't been the deal. He's been up the long ball probably most, um, most frequently than any pitcher the Angels have right now. Yeah, and you know what? Stratton came in after him. He didn't fare much better. No. Stratton uh, pitched four innings, gave up seven hits, eight earned runs, three walks, one strikeout. Um, 
Not much you can say other than uh, Houston hit the ball and scored a lot of runs. Yeah, and, and, and too in that ballpark, for anyone that watched it, and, and that ballpark is so small. It's, it seemed kind of like um, anything that kind of got up in the air with any kind of distance, it traveled pretty well. Um, they were at elevation, too, so they had a little something to do about it, too. But um, for the most part, you know, the, the, the Astros were able to just kind of put hits, hits, hits back-to-back and, and take advantage of the long ball. And uh, you saw it in the score, one of the 14-2. to two. Yeah, it was unfortunately, it was not what the Angels had hoped for. So they tried to bounce back. And again, it was a Sunday, Cinco de Mayo. And again, at Palacio Sultanes de Monterrey in Monterrey, Mexico. Uh, this time, Matt Harvey got the bump, got, you know, was on the bump. Four and two thirds, five hits, five earned runs, one walk, one strikeout. He got pulled only after like 50-something-odd pitches, which is kind of strange to me. He left with the bases loaded, so I'm guessing they saw something in his movement that it wasn't great. Um, he gave, uh, he came in, he left with the bases loaded. Cam give, comes in, gives up that grand slam. Um, but then, you know, next batter gets gets him out. So, yeah. Um, and then a lot of people, people are calling hitting. for his header. God, I know Cam's been one of the better pitchers out of the bullpen this year, and he gives up one home run, and it's like, oh my god, let's cut the guy already. But um, I, th- I think it's kind of weird. Cam has had a rough season last year, but compared to what he's doing this year, it's you know kind of uh, the complete other side of it. He's been one of the bright spots in the Angels uh, bullpen and the whole Probably, staff. Yeah. I, you know, he's he's came in in some decent, you know, high leverage situations. You wouldn't say he's came in in. And uh, to close a game this year or anything like right, that, and he just came in. You don't, and get you don't, out. Yeah, you don't need him to do that. Yeah. I mean, it seems like since they took him out of that kind of high leverage role, he's done really well. Um, you know, it, it just kind of seems some people are. It's either either he's great, he's a closer, you can shut him down, or he's awful, cut him. It's like no, sometimes you're going to have those relievers that are in the middle where they're going to have good games, they're going to have bad games, but they're somewhere in the middle. And Cam's one of those pitchers. He's in the middle. He's not a he's not a shutdown. One, two, three, every single time he goes out, but he's also not a guy that's given up, you know, three home runs over three innings in three different games. You know, there's going to be times where, yeah, he's going to give up a home run, and you hope that it's not with the bases loaded, but, you know, it's going to happen. He's 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 an in-the-middle guy, and that's what he is, and that's, I think, what the Angels are depending on him to be, and, and he's 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 fit that role. Yeah, he, I, I wasn't calling for his head. I think he's doing fine. So in this game, the Angels got ahead early on a leadoff home run by David Fletcher. Then the Astros came back in the second, and they took the lead on a two-run home run by Correa. And then in the bottom half of the second, the Angels regained the lead on a two-run shot by Lucroy. But that's the last lead they would have because yeah. uh, Bregman would hit a grand slam in this game. And then later in the game, Lucroy uh, hit another home run to give him you know, two home runs in the game. So that was really the only bright spot in this game as the Angels lost to the Astros and got swept in this mini two-game set in Monterrey, Mexico, 10-4. So, you know, not what the, Angels, the results the Angels wanted in Mexico. It kind of sucks that they were home games, so that those are two games that got taken off the Angels' home schedule. Yeah, and, and we were kind of talking about that you know, last week. Was yeah. It was kind of weird that it was two Angel home games instead of maybe a one-and-one kind of deal, which um, I think ideally that's what it should have been, but I'm not sure the logistics or anything behind it. But, um, you know, it is what it is. It's over. <laughs> Astros are really, really good, and if you give them any kind of momentum, this is what kind of happens. But... At the same time, you know, Angels were never really in here to compete for the division. I don't think anyone really thought they were going to compete for well, the division. Some people did, I guess. Um, but, you know, it kind of just shows the gap right now from the Astros <laughs> to the Angels that, you know, uh, Astros can struggle a little bit and, and still pull out wins. But when the Angels struggle, it, it can get ugly really quick. Yeah, it's uh, we'll talk about we got some emails coming up. They had an off day on Monday the 6th, and they had a game on Tuesday in Detroit. Uh Angels won this game 5-2. to two. It was uh, Griffin Canning's second start. But other than that, it was Otani was back in the lineup. Um, he went over in this game, but he did have an RBI. The Angels jumped ahead early uh, to a 3-0 lead in the third. Uh, Canning, Canning pitched good. He pitched five in a third, gave up four hits, two in runs, one walk, seven Ks. Canning got pulled with one out in the sixth inning as the Tigers got to him for two runs. He got pulled after 86 pitches. What did you think of Canning's? Yeah, that's kind of where I thought his pitch count would be or, 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 you know, the 80, high 80s, low 90s kind of deal. When He looked really good early, um, but then kind of like last time. Third where he, time around the lineup. Yeah, yeah, last time it was in the fourth inning, so he didn't get out of the – or in the fifth inning, so he didn't get out of the fifth. This time it was in the sixth inning, but it seemed like um, once guys started kind of measuring him up and, and he's, a couple balls got hit really hard before he <laughs> left, yeah. and those were the two runs that ended up coming around and scoring. But um, – 
early on, I mean, he looks really good in those early innings. It's just something that you think might have to be just maturity and, and growing into uh, the whole stamina and, and, and uh, keeping his stuff for longer. But right. as of right now, two starts in, it, it looks really, really good. Right. We got an email regarding uh, Griffin Canning. So we'll get, I'll get, we'll get to Canning, what we think of Canning uh, in total when we get to the email question. But other than that, the Angels got this win 5-2. to two. Hansel, the Undertaker, Robles with the save. So we move on to Wednesday uh, at Detroit. And this one was a tough one. This one, you you kind of would hope that the Angels would be able to sweep a team like Detroit. Ideally, you you want to win every game. But at least, you know, we'll get it. Well, we'll get into it. I don't want to jump ahead. But this was a tough one. Tyler Skaggs went four and two-thirds innings. Gave up eight hits on seven earned runs. Two walks. Four Ks. I mean, tough outing to say the least. Um, one of the few bright spots is uh, the Fletcher leadoff home run. Other than that, this was all Tigers. Yeah, Fletcher and Lucroy both have home runs each. Yeah, um, it seems like with Tyler right now, because he had two really good games before this. Yeah, he did. And it seems like you're going to be able to know early on whether he's on or not. Because um, in those other two games where he had a really good, he was he was commanding his curveball. He was yeah, throwing that's his, a, he, that's he was he was throwing his crucial uh, for him his fastball really well. And that, and again, that comes with the curveball. He has curve, yeah, curveball that, control that, yeah. that that makes his fastball that, look that much better. That so, curveball needs to be working for him to have an effective outing. Right, exactly. So it seemed like he he was struggling trying to find it, um, and he and he'll struggle if he doesn't have it. He'll struggle. So it's it's one of those things where um, when he's on and that that curveball is working for him, he's gonna be really hard to beat. But um, kind of like I I don't want to say a lot of people on the team, but when when they're on, they look really good. But when they're off, it's there's not a whole lot of in between. It's either they're 100 percent on or 100 percent off. So I think it's one bad outing for Tyler. But again, he had two really good outings uh, the times before that. So you kind of hope that whatever mechanically wasn't working that day, that he's able to work through it, and next time through the rotation, he can um, um, go back to what he was last start, where he pitched I think what seven, uh, close to seven innings mm-hmm. and, and had a really good outing. What I like about Tyler, even when he struggles, you can tell that he's frustrated, and that's something that you want to see. You want to be able to see the guy show some emotion and say, you know what, he's frustrated with the way he's pitching today. He wants to make that. You can tell that he, he, you know, really feels bad for not showing up and not being able to do more. But, um, you know, no, undoubtedly, in, in my mind, he'll be able to bounce back. Um, so on Thursday, which was yesterday, we're recording today Friday as the Angels are playing the Baltimore Orioles, as we're recording right now. They played last night in Detroit. It was a like early morning game. They got delayed to about an hour and a half. Yeah, like an hour, hour and a half for, of uh, for rain. Yeah, and this was an opener game. I like to call them the, the opener game. Uh, yeah. Luke Bard took the bump. He pitched one inning, got out of some trouble, gave up two hits, was able to leave the inning without uh, any runs scoring. And then Pena took the bump. He went seven innings, only allowing three hits on seven strikeouts. Probably the best outing of the season for Felix Pena. Right, I mean, and he yeah, looked he looked good, and we kind of talked about it last time where his batting average of, of players before fifty pitches is like one point or point one twenty something, and then after fifty pitches, it it, it jumps up to like in the three hundreds. But I don't know if you saw the story, but I guess someone asked him what the difference was between this and probably the the past um, follows. I guess you want to call it. Um, he said because he, he actually ate between innings this time. Eight between innings. Yeah, he. I guess he wouldn't eat between innings. I guess he's had some snacks, and so he would go into the clubhouse when they're up to bat, and when need be, get something to eat. And I guess that helped him keep his energy up and keep his, you know, all his mechanics going and stuff like that. So they better get some snacks. In yeah. There so I mean, if it's that simple of a remedy, then hopefully this is something that they can get Shoot. from Pena every time with seven innings, three three hits, seven Ks, because he's always had the strikeout potential. And you saw that even. Um, when some of the uh, uh, outings he had only went maybe like you know four or five innings, but um, if he can get stretched out to seven innings with or without an opener, that'd be awesome. And if it all it took was like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich yeah. to get it or a couple of granola bars, then I'm, that that seems that seems easy enough. So. I'm down to contribute some uncrustables and some yeah. orange slices. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> man, we'll see how that goes. His next start. So if it was something that simple, I think. Uh, I want to say Maria Torres on Twitter, LA Times, had that story. And I just thought, like, wow, it was something That's so simple. Funny. Like, yeah. oh, okay, so, you know, the fifth inning and, and I'm getting a little hungry. They're <laughs> up the bat. Oh, I'm going to go down in the clubhouse real quick and, and grab that peanut butter sandwich or peanut butter jelly sandwich out of my bag real quick or something like that. So uh, that's something to kind of keep a look on. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if he can get that, that that's only going to help the Angels can, uh, with the opener and everything. Can Osmus or, or Doug White during a, a, um, a meeting on the mound, can they take – 
out. Right? Yeah, you just a little bit like that Snickers commercial. Yeah. You're, not, you're not yourself hey, yeah, when you're yeah, hungry. Yeah, yeah. So here, you, you give him a, a Snickers while he's out there, and the next thing you know, he strikes out the next three guys. Yeah, that's funny. I like that. So other than, I mean, it was all angels. Everyone in the lineup had a hit. Including Otani's first hit of the season. Yeah, he had to first, see him off the Schneider. Yeah, he got he got two hits that game. Um, so yeah, it's great to see him make contact. And and on the very first game of the series, the seventh, where he went over four, he had a really good that um, one. He smoked down the, the third, the third baseline. and the third baseman almost yeah. looked like reached back for it. So, yeah, it was behind him already. So I mean, he's been making good contact throughout the series. It was just nice to see it finally find um, some open space. And he got two hits. You got um, Estella still. Being yeah. Lestella and getting two home runs, that's two something runs you don't playing. see every day. I Tommy, mean, boom, boom, Lestella. Yeah, it almost seems like when he does hit home runs, it's two. Yeah. So um, that's a great addition to the lineup. He's I got mean, nine home runs on already. I was, I was about to say, it's already more production, I would think, you thought he was going to have already in the first you know month and a half of the you season. you got to remember, like, the first, like, four weeks, everyone was – Cut Lestella, this guy's a bum. Right, right after the team in RBIs, right, the team in yeah, right after right after uh, spring training when everyone's struggling, everyone to cut him. So yeah, yeah. so um, so that's a great opportunity, but that wasn't the I guess the big home run of the of the day. You mean Calhoun's home run? I mean that was cool too, but <laughs> that wasn't the only thing. This one's out to deep left field, and that is long gone. Big fly for Albert Pujols, career RBI number two thousand. What a moment for Albert Pujols, 639th home run, results in RBI number 2,000 in his career. It's the third player in the history of the game since it became officially kept back in 1920. And like Victor said, as he heard there with that home run, Albert Pujols get to, gets to 2,000. He's only the third player in Major League history to get to 2,000. The other two, of course, are Hank Aaron and Alex Rodriguez. Pretty pretty great accomplishment yeah and it's kind of funny though because he hit a home run um on that what was it that saturday where they were in uh, mexico, mexico and he didn't have a hit until this so yeah it was good to finally kind of get it off and maybe that makes everyone a little bit more relaxed um you know i don't know if people were trying to press trying to get on base ahead of him so he can get the uh get the the rbi but at the same time it, it, when in doubt just do it yourself i guess so um comes on a solo shot um Here's a little controversy I get. I don't know if you want to call it controversy, but another little uh, uh, topic that came from the game was the fan. The fan that caught it, I guess he didn't want to give it up. He didn't um, feel the need to give it up. He just was perfectly content with holding on to it. Um, the local Fox Sports station actually um, caught up with him um, you know, during the game after the cop ball, and this is what he had to say. I got a brother who's a huge Cardinals fan, so uh, I might give him the best Christmas present ever. Yeah, and I, I know the people if I know here are offering you a trade for the ball already, and you said, uh, let me think about it. Who else wants to meet me, apparently, and like, talk about it? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> what do you think? I don't, I don't know. know. I just came here for the beer and a game. <laughs> might you hold the, hold the ball ransom now that you know it has a little value attached? That's great. Ransom? That's strong. But yeah, I mean, yeah, something like that, yeah. The ushers had a hard sell kind of thing. That got shut down pretty quick. I don't care about money. I'm just so floored, man. I love it. So there you have it. I mean, a lot of people are kind of giving him grief uh, about, like, why didn't he take a Pujols bat or sign? I guess the Angels offers a Trout and Pujols autographs. But when the dude's not, uh, to me, it seems like he came off not as a big baseball fan, so especially not an Angels fan. So to him, he really doesn't care about a Pujols Trout um, autograph like we would. So why not just keep the ball? It's his ball to keep, whatever. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and like you said, he's a law law school student, so I don't think he's hard off for money. Either. Right, and so you know, he you he heard it in the in the soundbite. He's like, oh, I just came here for, you know, a beer and a game. So obviously, yeah, he, I think he's one of those casual guys that just kind of go to the game. I mean, if you've been to any kind of baseball game, Angel game, or you know, whatever, you've seen the guys or the people, the group of people that are there, and they don't know who's playing, they don't know who's up to bat or who's pitching. They're there to hang out with their buddies and, and, yeah. and have a couple of beers and just kind of chill. And so I'm sure that's kind of one him. of those guys. I'm sure he, that was him. And, yeah. and there's other people saying, well, well, he's a dummy because he didn't get authenticated because now if he wants to sell it, he can't. Oh, he can, but he's not going to get nowhere near. He, I don't, he said don't it wasn't about the money. money. And then yeah. even too, I heard, I heard rumors that they weren't going to authenticate it unless he gave it to the angels. Oh. And that wouldn't have been the first time either, because I remember when Pujols hit what was it, his 600 in Anaheim mm -hmm. home run. I heard the same thing where if they didn't give 
if the guy didn't give uh, the ball to the Angels, which he did, um, they weren't going to authenticate it because I think they have the same right as anybody, like whether they they can you know authenticate it or not. So, hmm. um, interesting. You know, if you're not like like I was talking with my wife, I was like, well, we have a bunch of signed balls from different players. You know, whether it's um, you know Salmon, whether it's you know um, Benji Molina or or you know. Brandon Marsh. We none of these are, are yeah. Are, no, no, none of mine either. Yeah, are authenticated. So if we want to sell them, we, you know, we're kind of sol. But uh, if if it's not, I told him like that's not important to us. We want him just to have them. So yeah, maybe it's the same, same thing, thing for him. Me. Yeah, same thing. He, with he me. just wants to have it to have it. And if that's what he wants, and that's cool. I mean, I don't. People were killing him, on, and that's why. Yeah, it's people whatever. were killing him on on social media. I was like, dude, you know, you realize what he's what he probably really wants is just to be like that just attention. The Instagram, the, the Twitter famous. Yeah, and that's yeah, what yeah. everyone's doing right now by posting his. This is the fan that didn't do this. What an idiot. He's right. More, it's like, yeah. dude, so, all right, cool, dude. Guess who, you yeah. know, he's there for his 15 minutes of fame and everyone's kind of giving it to him. So, yeah. Um, you know, so there's that. But yeah, it was kind of interesting to see how that fan was going to be, uh, I guess, you know, talked to or talked about in, in the next coming days. But yeah, and like you were talking about, you know, with the whole authentica- authentication, authentication, whatever. Yeah, that works. Um, self getting authenticated. Um, yeah, to me, I, all my memorabilia, I mean, all my autographs, uh, I have a few that were authenticated because uh, I went to the uh, 2010 All-Star Fan Fest, and they had the, the person there, and right. everything you got autographed, you could, they could cost like $5, so I took a bunch of my Halo magazines, and I had Wally Joyner sign a bunch of them, and I had it authenticated because it was only like 5 bucks each one, but like all my boss from spring training and like hookups that I would get from Luis Valbuena and all that stuff, like... All these balls in my Mike Trout signed jersey that I got, and it's not authenticated, but I don't care because I'm I never plan on selling it anyway. You know, it's something that I'm going to keep forever. Yeah, and, and that's the same thing with me. Like all of my signed stuff isn't authenticated. The only thing I have that's authenticated is a spring training jersey from Brandon Marsh that I got this season, and that was kind of like pre-authenticated when I bought it. Yeah, so it, it wasn't like it. yeah, so it wasn't like I went out of my way to go. Hey, can you do this for me? Right. It, it, when I bought it, the sticker was already on there, and then like same with anyone that's ever done um, authentication. You know, you can plug in the little serial number that's on the sticker, and it'll show you exactly what what it was used for, who it was used by, and like in what game. So um, that's pretty cool. But like I said, that was if, if that jersey didn't have that, I know who wore it, so it wasn't going to matter to me either way. So right, exactly. So. All right, well, that wraps up the weekend Angels baseball. The Angels uh, dropped three and one, two in this little mini road trip, I guess. They're still on the road. Well, they're still on the road trip, yeah. They're, they're, like like you were saying earlier, they're in Baltimore right now for the weekend, and then they're in Minnesota, and then they're finally back home a week from today. So, yeah. um, It's a really long road trip. I know technically the Monterey games were home games, but Mm. when you look at it, travel wise is nothing nothing home about it so um they've been on the road for quite a bit and by the time you know we do the podcast next week um it's gonna be like a whole almost two weeks i think since they, they they've been at the angel stadium so mm-hmm. so usually after the week in review we do the news and there is some news that came out and angels as far as transactions and stuff like that but we'll get into that because we do have an email regarding transactions but any news that we got going on for this week daniel yeah so last week if you guys listened to us last week we kind of um teased i guess the next time you would be able to see the rally bus so um you know we, we like we kind of mentioned earlier we have a great relationship with the Inland empire 66ers they reached out to us and and asked us if we'd be interested in having like another halo haven day here at, at uh, salmon well stadium like we did last year and i think last year you were there was was a really good turnout for us and for the 66ers so yeah it was cool um so we're going to be back again May 25th. So that's the Saturday before Memorial Day. If you're in town, um, come check out the Angels. Um, you know, so we'll be here. But that's not the only thing going on uh, that day. So I, I caught up with a person from the 66ers, and this is what's going on. As you just heard, the 66ers are inviting Halo Haven back on May 25th for another Halo Haven day. The bus is going to be there. We hope to see all our fans there. But that's not the only thing going on that day. I'm with Anna Forsman from the 66ers. What else is going on? Well, um, it's one of our biggest giveaway nights. We are having a Mike Trout bobblehead giveaway. So that's always a a fan favorite and crowd pleaser. Um, So if you want to get that bobblehead, make sure you come early because there will be a very long line. Um, The first 1,500 people that walk in through our gates do get one. Um, On top of that, we are also transforming into the California burritos. We just released this yesterday. 
Um, so basically what that entails is we're going to have a special hat, special jersey that all says California burritos because that is a very, um, very unique food option that we have here in the Inland Empire in Southern California that not everybody knows about in the United States. Um, so with that night, we're going to pay some homage to the California burrito itself. Uh, we'll be having stands for people to get California burritos, and we'll also have some more fun that deals with burritos. So make sure you come out to get the bobblehead and stay for the burritos. And gates open at what time? Gates will be open at 5 o'clock for general public. Awesome. Thank you very much. And there you have it. So May 25th, Halo Haven night. At San Manuel Stadium. You got the California burritos. California burritos. You have a Mike Trout bobblehead. Mike Trout bobblehead. So, I mean, if again, if you're in town and you're not doing anything, that's a great night to come. Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend. So, um, again, we'll be out here. We'll be out here. We'll be here when the gates open. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, come by, say hi. Go through the rally bus. We'll be posting more of this stuff. I'm on, sure we'll on, be uh, on the same side, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, they, they, said, they said we'll probably be on the first base side pending... Um, they're trying to get some more vendors out here, some uh, um, Mexican food vendors out here. So we might be on the third base side, hey, depending. But whatever. We'll, we'll move us. around. We'll let you know. But again. How about we put the bus on the hill out there? I know, right? Well, maybe we could talk them into putting us on the lawn <laughs> so we can see the game as the as the, as the, as the day goes. Yeah. And talk to Chris about that. And, hey, and if a ball goes through the window, kind of wear it like a badge of honor. Exactly. And be like, hey, we got this window busted out from the game. <laughs> and so, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to see a lot of you guys out there because – um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun last time, um, you know. So check it out, Mike Trout Bobblehead California Burrito. Um, and if you look at their 66ers, uh, any of their social media, it's all over the place, and they're showing it. And the Calif- the burrito looks like the state of California, reminds yeah, me of the old cool. school logo, yeah. Angels logo. So um, that's definitely really a lot of fun. If you guys are again in town and you guys want to check out a baseball game. Exactly. All right, so we're going to take a word from our sponsors, but before we do that, I want to talk about our most recent sponsor here for the All Angels Podcast and the Armchair Media Network. And, you know, it's from my bookie, and since I've started, we've started this show, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with, and I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where to go, and my answer is my bookie. Between our live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's nothing. Uh, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks for the in the sports book business, they've got the goods, and they'll be good to you. They're hooking up our listeners all month, so visit mybookie.ag. That's mybookie.ag, and use a promo code Angels. That's promo code Angels when creating your account, and you claim your fifty percent off bonus. Laying down a hundred bucks. You've now got an extra 50 in play. That's mybookie.ag, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.ag, promo code ANGELS. Yeah, you play, you win, and you get paid. Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. This is Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are back again. We want to thank our sponsors, Groom Goon. Um, who else? We got? Well, my zoning out here. Groom Goon. Uh, it's only like we've been K- doing this forever. I, I mean, KJ Epic. Like yeah, that. KJ Epic Radio. That's KJ Epic Radio. And of course, my bookie and Seat Geek. And of course, like uh, we mentioned before, we went on the uh, on our commercial break here. We're part of the Armchair Media Network of podcasts. That's Armchair Media Network. If you guys want to follow. 
at Armchair Angels on Instagram. They're kind of like our what, like our brother, our uh, sister side, sister yeah, side. something like that. Yeah, yeah. So follow them, and they're um, it's Armchair Angels is their uh, Twitter handle. So go ahead and give them a follow. Check it out. Yeah, exactly. So let's get into our e- or no, let's get into our poll questions for the week. Daniel, what was the poll question for this week? Yeah, so you know, Andrew Haney's on his way back. Is on his, uh, you know, he he threw I think uh, what spring training, extended spring training game. Um, from all accounts, it went really well. So he's working his way back. Um, so the poll question this week again, every Monday there's a poll question on our Twitter, Halo underscore Haven. Um, you know, this week's poll question was simple. It was when Andrew Haney comes back, whose spot in the rotation should he take? Um, your options were Trevor, uh, Trevor Cahill, Matt Harvey, Felix Pena, and then other. Um, Trevor Cahill, 58%. Ooh. So kind of a big majority. 14% with Matt Harvey, 17% with Felix Pena, and then 11% was uh, other. Um, so... I understand that and kind of what we were talking about earlier, especially in that um, Monterey game. He is pitching right now um, in Baltimore, so we'll see how that goes. But he has been struggling. It's kind of something like we said, the long balls, but what's um, the Angels brought him in because he didn't give up, and now he's giving it up a ton. So, um, you know, it, yeah. it's it, it's kind yeah. of hard, but there's going to have to be some kind of, I guess, give and take. There's Someone's going to have to be sent down or, or moved to the bullpen and with the start or the uh, outing Pena just had, um, you know, it, it, he looks really good right now. And if it's something as simple, like we said, of him just eating in between innings, then you don't see that going away anytime soon. So right. there's a lot of time left, obviously, and someone can get yeah, hot, someone thing. can get hurt. There's yeah. a lot of things that can happen. But as of right now, I would probably agree and say uh, Cahill. I was going to say that. I said, you know, Heaney still – we still got a little bit more time, a couple more starts before Heaney even, even comes back. So um, – We'll see how Pena does again. Uh, Pena, like we've mentioned, after a certain amount, he's done. And then Cahill, you kind of feel like with two outs, he kind of gives up runs here and there and a long ball. So you got to pick your poison. Me, wow, that's a tough one. I think I lean towards uh, Pena just because I think Cahill's experience. We know what Cahill can do if he gets on the right track. I feel like a lot of pitchers, you know, they hit like a, I don't want to say a plateau, but they hit a wall at some point during the season where, you know, they're still trying to figure it out. And a lot of a lot of pitchers become second-half pitchers, and that's what Cahill did last year for Oakland. He came in and had a very good second half of the season and had the same exact mirrored numbers as, what was the name of the guy? Yovaldi. Right, yeah, His numbers yeah. were exactly the same as Yovaldi in the second half of the season, so... If uh, Cahill can repeat what he did last year and 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 kind of hover himself around 500 here uh, with the Angels until the, the second half of the season starts and we can get that out of him, then I think um, I think uh, Cahill's experience uh, proves to me a little bit better than Felix Pena. Yeah, I mean, again, there's there's some time left before uh, Haney comes. So, like I said, someone could be hurt. Someone could. Um, you know, someone could be struggling at the times, but if I had to pick right now, I think Cahill just because you can't you can't afford to give up these many home runs. You know, so um, you know we'll see what happens, but um, you know Andrew Henney should be back hopefully soon. But um, yeah, so that was a poll question again. If if you are interested in voting and you want to see what it is, every Monday morning I'll post something on our Insta- on our <clears throat> Twitter. Uh, Halo underscore Haven, and then we'll talk about there when the next podcast will be and everything like that. So um, follow us on Twitter. Um, set a notification if you want. But, yeah, definitely check it out because we do one. We try to do one every Monday morning, Monday afternoon for that week's pod, uh, pod uh, podcast. Yeah, before we get into the uh, emails, we had a, we've been doing a bracket every yeah. week. Uh-huh. This one was interesting to me because – you know, um, you have a, you have a lot of different. I think I, I here's here's my thing on the bracket. I love the bracket. Uh, it's a social media bracket, right. and yep. and if you if you're on social media, I want to see you're between the ages of like fifty and eighteen. So, um, I feel like the older fans who would vote for maybe a Gary Pettis or Devon White. 
didn't see it. They don't know how to work Instagram is what you're saying? Yeah, (laughs) unfortunately. Like my dad, he would have voted for probably Gary Pettis. My mom would have voted and they're not on on Instagram or anything like that. But it was cool to see that there was people who did vote for these people. And, I mean, there was a lot of landslide victories. Right, uh, and that's – and that kind of well. And our bracket was for best angel outfielder name, not named name, Vladimir Guerrero. Because we felt like Trump. it was gonna be a landslide that yeah. way. Um, I was like the first round. I kind of knew what the landslides yeah, yeah, yeah. would be, and yeah. I kind of expected it. But we needed eight names. That Edmonds and Erstad one was kind of surprising. Yeah, see, Edmonds and Erstad was the first the first round one that I was kind of like, oh, I'm not sure how this is gonna go. But after that, like even the final one where I thought where Salmon ended up being it was Salmon and, and um, GA in the final, mm-hmm. and even then I thought that was going to be close, and it actually wasn't really close at all, and I was surprised about that. Like so was I. So like the, the first like couple hours you see and you kind of see the <laughs> it was the close going one first. way or the other, yeah, but yeah. then you know you kind of go to sleep and you wake up and see it the next day, yeah. and you realize wow it's way shifted over, and, yeah. and and for those two players to be. You know, loved by Angel fans for it to be that one sided, and and I I and I have a feeling it was a, it was a lot based on who their favorite player was because looking doing the research for it. Oh, Garrett Anderson. Anderson, he yeah. has he's number if, if other than home runs. And, I'm right? about to say yeah, other than home runs, but it's like if it's not Trout in an offensive, um, uh, an offensive category career yeah. wise, yeah. it's it's Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Or like you said, home runs when it's when for salmon, but everything else is like RBIs, runs, right. total bases, right. doubles. It's it's like it's, it was crazy. So, you know, I understand people have the the they love salmon and he's still kinda <laughs> in that public eye working for Fox Sports West and everything like that. So he's more um available, I guess, for fans. I think they voted strictly on just just because he was an angel his whole career, stuff like that. I don't, like, you're right. I think they voted because that's their favorite player and didn't really look at numbers, which is fine. I'm not trying to say – Tim Sam's my favorite baseball player ever, so, of course, I voted for Tim Sam. Yeah, but exactly. Garrett Anderson is is wow. I mean, you look at the numbers as an angel, and, and he surpassed – he either surpassed Salmon or Brian Downing on a lot of those numbers, and he, he stands as number one on a lot of offensive categories, and he was a, a consummate professional. So, I mean, like you said, I, I – a little shocked that it wasn't a little bit closer, you know. Yeah, I, I voted for Edmonds. I, I guess if you voted for, for Salmon, so we kind of yeah. canceled the, uh, each other out. But, right. yeah, I was I was surprised it wasn't that close. I was expecting it to be like one of those um, – back when we did the Cal, the Angel logos, there was one – I forgot what, which one – what matchup it was. It was like a 49, 51%. I think thinking, it was a little A against the, the and, and I'm thinking And I'm thinking to myself the whole time, I'm like – Crap! I didn't think of like a tiebreaker. Like, okay, if it's a tiebreaker, who's who's? Do I put it out there again and then try to figure it out? But it was. I never had that fear going into this one for any of the any of the matchups at all. So that was kind of crazy. Um, you know, again, we're, we're trying to do this a little bit more. Um, if you guys have any ideas, go ahead and shoot them our way. Yeah, whether it so, be on Instagram or on All Angels Podcast at Gmail dot com. Yeah. So you know, whether it's bobbleheads or, or players at different positions or. Um, we did logos. We did minor league logos. Um, you know, just something to kind of keep the week going because, you know, especially on some of those days where the Angels don't play, it gets kind of boring and stuff like that. So at least it's something to look out for and and we'll do – I'm not going to say every week because sometimes it's a lot of work behind it. But, yeah. um, you know, maybe once every couple of weeks, every, you know, two and a half weeks or something like that. But definitely um, follow us on Instagram because everything is going to be posted on our Instagram story. So, again, it's same thing as Twitter, Halo underscore Haven. Um, follow us there. Um, get in contact with us there, any kind of information about where we're going to be and, you know, um, where the rally bus is going to be. That will probably be the – if it's not – if we don't talk about it here, the first place we'll post or anything about it will be on our Instagram. So you definitely want to keep a lookout for that about anything that's going on. But, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Um, again, we'll probably do another one within the next, you know, week and a half, two weeks and stuff like that. So yeah, we'll for see, sure. We'll see how that goes. So let's get into our emails. And this email is from Rob Lastings, and it kind of has to do with the news segment that we kind of do. Hey, guys, what do you guys think about the moves the Angels made? Was anybody surprised that Borges was sent away? LOL. Sad but true. I think today he officially got he his officially, unconditional release. Yeah, I think so. Going from the Mexico game on the on the fifth, they had it off day on the sixth, and then the seventh was their first game in Detroit. Um, before the game on the seventh, they made some roster moves. So they activated Shohei. Obviously, they activated Cozart. They activated Allen. So to you know the counter the the, the moves on the other side was that the DFA'd um, Borges and Stratton. Now Borges, I guess they both cleared waivers. I'm guessing. 
Bohr just got his outright release today. Strand, I don't know if he is going to get put down AAA, if they're going to release him in, in, entirely right mm-hmm. now. That has not come out yet, so I'm not sure about that. And then they just sent uh, Luis Renfingo uh, to AAA. They used one of his options to send him down. Yeah. So um, you definitely can expect to see him back up um, you know, sooner probably rather than later. But um, – yeah, the Borges and the Strand thing wasn't a big wasn't a big shock, especially no. the way that um, Goodwin was producing. The only the only time I was kind of surprised by it was the timing of it because, yeah, Fletcher can play left field, but he's not your like when when you look at the Angels roster right now, you're not going to say, oh, they have four outfielders. You're going to say they have three outfielders and a eh, guy that can play, but I wouldn't say he's an outfielder. So right. I was surprised. I was. Expecting that move, especially when, the way when Upton come back, when the way, came back. The way Goodwin plays defense too. It's he's not the best defensive outfielder. Oh yeah, and 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 Borges was fitting in there perfectly fine as being that def, the defensive he, substitution he, in the eighth ninth. He was inning. like yeah. Alex Ochoa to Tim Salmon in two thousand two. Oh yeah, exactly. So I, that's why I was more surprised about it happening now and now. I thought that move was coming when Upton came back, right? Because like I said, now that you look at it, you have three legit outfielders. That's it, and then Fletcher that can play outfield but it's not yeah um i wouldn't call him an outfielder like right you know if you if you look at his stats you look at his position you're, you're not going to see an of by his right by his name it's still going to be second base so or infield but right so that was a little interesting I, i'm not surprised it did it happen but i'm surprised yeah. when it did happen the more than anything else so. definitely not surprised unfortunately for borges man so the bobble did your bob did the bobblehead get moved back down to the oh that's right so you get since you got officially released there is a shelf of bobbleheads of current angels on the team <laughs> Um, I have not been home since this news broke. Uh, my wife, more so than anybody's, gonna be really disappointed. So I might give her a couple of days to grief, right? And then move the bobblehead from the active team do, back down to, to the, the bottom to the to the unactive team where you have like other. Do me a favor, go on Instagram when 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 your wife moves the bobblehead and play that sad. Thing that you know that sad oh, filter, like the filter with the yeah. leaves that fall. Yeah, so record it and record yeah. her doing it and post it on. Yeah, there. we might have to. <laughs> that might come like Monday or something like that because we're busy for Mother's Day weekend. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to break the news to her. I'm sure she already knows, but I'm gonna have to break the news to her that you know he's no longer with the Angels. I mean, he he, he, he was he and honestly when he a broke, great spring training. When, yeah, he did, and that was that was the surprise of everything where. Everyone was saying, "Why do we need this Goodwin guy? Who's this Goodwin guy?" Boy, oh, had man. a great spring training. He can fill in, and then it just shows that spring training doesn't mean crap. Like it yeah. really doesn't. I mean, it'll earn your spot on the team, but you, once you get but there, it you got to produce. It. I mean, yeah, great. You'll, you you'll be the starter on the first like three or four games. But after that, right? If someone who had a crappy spring training all of a sudden turns it on, you're going to be replaced, and it just shows it real quick. But. um yeah, a lot of fans are happy to see him back. Obviously, a lot of good memories about his first stint as an Angel. Um, you know, but obviously, offensively, he was never able to put it together. Defensively, he's really, really yeah, good. Fast. But but offensively, he was never able to put more it, of it, uh, more uh, together than, you know. You know, Facebook memories pop up, and a Facebook memory popped up from when Borges was a rookie. And I said, God, this Borges guy is su- this Borges guy sucks already. They need to call up Mike Trout. I saw that. You posted that a couple of days ago. Yeah. yeah, and then my buddy goes, yeah, Mike Trout's better and quicker and better, and he's he hit for more power. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I uh, tagged my buddy, and then I'm like, did we call it or did we call it? So... Um, all right, let's move on to Lamar Washington's email. And he said, yo, what's good, fellas? Man, I am digging canning. What did you like most about his last start? And what do you guys want to see him improve on? As far as what I liked about his last start was just the, the way he commands himself on the mound. I think he has a presence about him that's far beyond his uh, age. I feel like he's a mature 22-year-old or however old he is, 24 or whatever. Really mature. He, he looks poised out there. And that that's crucial because if – you're nervous or not poised out there. It shows on your body language. It can affect the way you pitch. You know, uh, I used to be a pitcher. Uh, I know how it feels to be stressed. So to to be loose and, and not so, you know, nervous does wonder. So when a guy like Griffin Cannon can show poise like that, getting major league batters out, it's a great thing. As far as what he can improve on, just on his pitch count, just maturing, just, just you know, it's he'll start throwing more and more and more and he'll be able to get his pitch count higher but that's come that comes with him just getting more reps yeah i kind of agree with you you know obviously the strikeouts are high and you like that um he went a little bit longer than he did last start and hopefully next time out he goes a little bit longer again um what i'm interested in seeing now um 
isn't necessarily something that he, I guess it'll be something that he can do, but um, he's a new pitcher. There's not really a book at him. There's no scouting report really on him. Like, yeah, you saw him in in in, in AAA and all through the minors, but um, now that these major league hitters are actually able to see him directly, now they can make adjustments. Now it's going to be on him, Canning, to make adjustments from their adjustments. So that's what I'm looking forward to whenever uh, the opposing batters are now figuring him out. Now what does he do next? Now does he change his sequences up? Now does he change his patterns? And, and does he change you know maybe the way he throws the ball at a certain time? Um, I'm interested in that. And, and that will definitely show the maturity of a, a major, league, uh, major league pitcher and whether or not he can be that future ace that the Angels really need. Um, it's going to be about adjustments. And that's kind of the baseball game in general. It's just how you adjust to everything. Because there's going to be a time where um, they're going to have a, a good enough scouting report on him where you know they're going to know exactly what he throws and when he throws it. Now what is he going to do um, to change that up? And so that's only going to come again. It's probably not going to be his next outing, but it might be you know a month worth of pitching that people start getting a really good um, uh, 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 idea of what he does. Um, before you go to the next question, we have a question here on on Instagram Live again. We'll post. Well, we won't post. We'll go live during the podcast a lot of times. Um, one of the guys on here, was it Rob JBK nineteen ninety asked how much time does Kozar have until he until uh, he re- recovers his release? So I'm guessing until the Angels release him. Till after next season because he signed a three year deal. Yeah. I don't think the Angels will part ways with the guy because you know a guy even even if he's not producing, he's a guy that you can um, pencil in your lineup in a position that. You kind of need you kind of need an extra guy there at all times. So like even if like Ren, let's say for instance Renhifo wins the spot at third base, you would probably just keep Kozar to be the backup. You know you already have him under contract. Yeah. He's he's a major league player. Unfortunately, he's been hurt a lot and hasn't produced the way we wanted him to. But they just made a commitment, and it's only for one more year. And it's not like he's holding anybody back from a position. Right. So. I think I think you don't release him yeah. if, if you're comfortable having him on the roster, but being a backup type of person and and not um not stunt anyone's development like like Luis. Yeah. Um, and I don't think he is. And then you can keep him, you can keep him for the 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 uh majority or the longevity of the contract. Yeah. Maybe it's when there's maybe year. when there's a year left you can flip him for something. I don't I mean I don't know what necessarily you could flip him for at that point. Yeah, but, it's not um, crucial to get rid of him. You're, but yeah, it, you, you can, get rid of him, you got to pay him anyway. So you might as well keep him on the team. He's not like he's like I mentioned. He's not holding anybody back. So, yeah, so. Uh, unless you count David Fletcher, but David Fletcher's playing in that second base. So, and then you need Fletcher to be that quote unquote fourth outfielder, like you were mentioning. Right. Yeah, that's kind of a weird, yeah, kind yeah. of a deal going on with that. But um, you know, one more question we have from the Instagram is. Um, you know, Borges, or not Borges, uh, Upton, when can you expect Upton back? He just started running on a, um, they're like the zero, I don't know if you've ever seen what those zero gravity yeah. treadmills. He yeah. just started running on that. So I guess that's a, that's a, that's <clears> going <throat> in the right direction. But I, I don't, because he wouldn't move to the 60 day DL. So I'm still, I don't think he's eligible to come back until probably like June. Yeah. Probably like mid June, mid late June. So I wouldn't look for him until then, but you, you never know. I think with Goodwin, if Goodwin, can, if even if Goodwin were to tail off a little bit and bat like two eighty, I'll take it. Like right, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what you're gonna get from up. Yes, other except you're not gonna get the home run numbers from Goodwin right, that you uh-huh. would from up then. But with a guy like Shohei Otani back in the lineup, and we got a question, our next question coming up. F- screw it. Here's the next go. question from right Duncan Healy because it, it seg- segues into it. Duncan Healy says, "Hey guys, Otani is back, and I can I can't be any more excited." Just his presence alone makes the flow of the lineup better. Do you think the Angels can hover around 500 that when Heaney and Upton come back, they have a legit shot at the postseason berth? So before we answer any of the last questions, like he had mentioned, with Otani's presence in the lineup, it definitely makes the lineup flow a lot better. Um, The other day, I think Trout walked and Otani got a single, you know, drove in in a run. So that's that's something where you're like, okay, cool. Pitchers are a little more hesitant to to pitch uh, to Otani so he can drive in a run or maybe, you know, Trout can get see more pitches, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, Upton being gone, sure, you're missing the home run numbers, but Goodwin can get on base and get a hit here and there. That's all That's all you need from Goodwin right now. Right, point. and so now you, they can move. Again, Goodwin was, was batting behind Trout for a while there. Now you you're able him. to um, put Otani – in the in the third spot, and then now bump Goodwin down 
in the lineup. And again, that only adds depth to um, a, a lineup that that needs mm-hmm. it at times. So um, Otani being there again, he's going to take a little bit for him to um, kind of get back in the in the flow of things, just because he didn't have any spring training, he didn't have any um, rehab assignments. So this is going to be his first time actually seeing. I know he saw quote unquote you know live pitching. But these are major league pitchers that he's seeing it now, so it might take him a little bit to get back into the flow of it. Um, but you know, the fact that he got two hits uh, yesterday um, shows that he's his timing's getting there, and that you know, hopefully sooner rather than later, he can get on a little hot streak and again get that protection to Trout that 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 he hasn't had pretty much all year long. Exactly. And as far as can the Angels have a legit shot at postseason berth? This goes back to our very first podcast of the se- or our season podcast, and I I didn't pick the Angels to make the playoffs. I still don't think that they can get past that East. Uh, you got Tampa Bay, Boston, and New York. Well, Boston, I mean Boston's more obvious than the Angels. Obviously. I know, but it's still Boston, and and they they still there's a second half of the season to be played, and I think they that their roster is that much better than the Angels. I think it's it's way better than the Angels. You still you still have the same guys on there pretty much that won the World Series had. You got JD Martinez, you got Jackie Bradley Jr., you got Mookie Betts. You know, you got guys like that. Um I know that uh what's the pitcher? Um Sale. Sale's mm-hmm. struggling right now, but right. is he going to continue to struggle all year Well, he had a good outing last time. That, see, that's something that uh, a guy like Sale is a guy who can change the whole dynamic of the of the pitching staff. If a guy can be the guy that he's used to being, he can change that whole team around. You know, every yeah. time you got a guy out there that every time he goes on on the hill, oh, we're not going to lose. And that's big, you know, so. Um, yeah, I, I, I think they can hover and, and be hover. in contention. They can hover. They I can just hover. feel like they can't. They, they, I don't think they can. I, I think I think they'll hover. I think they'll be in contention, kind of like what I said before this season as far as playoffs. I think a lot of things need to go right for the Angels to make the playoffs in that. Again, I don't think they're going to win a division. No way. Can they, no get, way. can they get that second play um, wild card spot? I think so, especially like you said. Um, the AL East, I mean, Boston's barely at 500 right now. Um, uh, Tampa Bay is running away with it. New York's running away with it. But the Central is kind of interesting just because of the fact that Minnesota's run, kind of, you know, they have a three-and-a-half game we lead over um, Cleveland, and Cleveland has been struggling a little bit. And kind of like I said in our kind of like preseason preview, they've, they've been wanting to cut payroll for a little bit now. If they're if they get more out of it, are they going to start selling pieces? What's-his-name just got a fractured form last week. Um, Ramirez? No, Kubler. Uh, oh, yeah, Kluber? Kluber, there you go, yeah. Kluber, um, from, from a ball coming back at him. So who knows how long he's going to be out for. They big. said they're going to reevaluate him after three weeks, and, again, that was like last week. So, again, you don't know where these teams are going to end up in because of injury or anything like that. So, if yeah, if they can be kind of around 500 at the time when they get Upton back in, in the flow of it, I can think they can make a run. Speaking of Upton, uh, we got another question on our Instagram. Do you think – uh, Goodwin will split time with Calhoun when Upton comes back. He's certainly earned it. That's what we talked we talked about that in the last podcast. Um, I think yeah. I mentioned it. Yeah, I mean it's one of those things where it's a lot of time still. So we'll see who's who has a hot hand. I mean it's hard. It's it's going to be hard to say. Oh, they're going to split time because they're both left handers. Well, you just you just never know either with Goodwin. Like it's good. Goodwin is playing pretty much out of his mind right now. To be honest with you, so can he keep going? Is a thing, and if he can, then. Yeah. But then is is Calhoun gonna bounce back like he did last season? Because if he is, then I want Calhoun in the lineup. So it's 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 a really tough decision right now. I, only time will tell. That's yeah. one of these. Those, this is the answer that you'll get yeah. from me. Is only time will tell. Yeah, but Goodwin has earned it right now. Well, he's so. definitely for sure. Well, he earned his spot because Borges is gone now. Right. So. Hey, and who knows? Maybe Goodwin's a a a a, a piece you can flip. I don't know, especially if he keeps on playing well because you got him for free especially for so. a pitcher too. Like so. Speaking of pitchers, someone brings up Keiko. Keiko name Justin Football God, 08 stop on it. Stop on, it. Uh, on Instagram says if Keiko was so good, he'd be signed by somebody already. Keiko's Keiko from all reports, Keiko's holding strong on his what he wants. And obviously, no one wants to pay it. No, no one's going to get it. Thirty-something-year-old on the downside of his career only had maybe two good seasons. He only had really, yeah. And so, Cy Young season was really his really one good year. Other than that, he's not a number one on anybody's team other than ours. If he gets on our, if he's on our team, he's our number one. But he's not a number one anywhere else. So, I mean, I feel like you're you're just kind of settling for a guy. Where next year, there's guys like Garrett Cole. There's other guys out there where you know the Angels have a legitimate shot at signing. But then if you go out and you sign a guy like Keiko now. 
that's going to limit what you're able to sign next season when there's guys who I feel like the Angels should go after next year. Yeah, Keiko definitely wouldn't be uh, – mm. he, wouldn't, he wouldn't solve any questions. Like, yeah, okay, cool, he'd be a pitcher and he'd be all right. but He'd be better. He'd be, yeah. He's not solving any problems. No. Um, another question he had, too, was Tyler Ward will be – will Tyler Ward be in the Angels uniforms guy. again? And if so, when? That's Honestly, I don't, I don't see him up until someone – unless someone gets hurt. He's going to be an injury guy. I'm not – I think I'm less sold on Ward than I am on Fletcher. Um, yeah, I would put Flet- – it would be Fletcher, Luis, and, and then, then Ward. Ward. Yeah, I mean, as far as Unfor- the third base. Unfortunately, because, you know, his position change, you know, it's just his – Well, not only, not only that, but I don't think Fletcher and Luis – They serve they, a good purpose. They can, they can play multiple positions. Yeah. Ward is stuck at third, third base. And unless you're going to be an awesome third baseman and offensively and defensively, there's no – there's not a lot of spots in that in baseball in general. I, I still I still hold by it. I wish they didn't call him up last year and they were able to flip him. I wish they would have flipped him, yeah. Because his, his stock him. was at an all-time high last year when he was killing it in AAA. Yeah. Um, I don't think you need him right now. I don't I think feel, you need I, him. I just uh, – not to rag on a guy or anything. I, I don't see much in the guy as far as – to me, his swing is very long. Um, this is me just being a coach. Very long swing. I feel like he's going to be a, a a guy who is all or nothing almost, where almost like a crone where he'll go crazy for a week and a half and then not go crazy and be the worst for another two weeks. You know, so something you really don't you don't see. I don't see Ward being in the Angels' real real radar like you said. That Ren Kifo and Fletcher are higher up, right? Right. Now. Yeah, and, and then, even that guy Ramos or whatever. What's his name? Who's uh, who's our um... The uh, guy from Anaheim, the the Hispanic dude, Rojas. Rojas, Jose Rojas. Yeah, yeah even I think he he's had a really higher. good spring training, and he's had a really good year. I think so he's far, higher so. on the radar. Um, I, I I just I just don't yeah I just don't see it again. I wish they would have flipped him last year. I agree. Um, and could have got at least something out of it because I don't think you need him necessarily at third base with everyone else that's producing right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. So, well, that's that's pretty much it. That's gonna wrap it up for the emails this week. Uh, if you guys have any emails for the show, questions, comments, or concerns for the show, it's allangelspodcast at gmail.com. That's allangelspodcast at gmail.com where you can reach us. Um, again, uh, we'll answer your emails. Yeah, again, so yeah, all angels, all angels podcast at gmail.com. Again, Halo underscore Haven is our Twitter and our Instagram feed. Subscribe. Um, Again, guys, uh, rate and review this podcast. I know on iTunes it's easier to do that, so we ask you to do that. Help us you know, kind of spread the word now that baseball season is getting in the full gear and maybe you have a friend or a family member that wants to have an angel podcast out there for something. Um, you know, uh, Spread the word. Uh, help us um, get out there a little bit more. Again, uh, we're going to be here the, uh, May 25th, so um, – in an empire. In an empire, 66ers are going to have us here with the rally bus and everything. So, again, um, if you are in town, come by, see us. Um, we'll have the bus and everything out there in full effect. Yeah, and um, you guys can um, get your glimpse of the bus, but not only the bus, but the infamous. Like He's like Bigfoot. Chris will be here. Who? Some guy named Chris Securator Johnson who used to have a segment on this show who big times us oh, all the time. He says now. he's going to be here. We'll see what happens. <laughs> he's got to. Otherwise, the bus No, screw be. that, man. We're going to hijack the, the van or hot, hot, uh, hot wire it and just drive it here ourselves. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Again, we want to thank the Inland Empire 66ers for giving us access to not just you know the field and, and, and the players, but the press box to be able to do the show live from time to time here. So thank you to the Inland Empire 66ers, and thank you guys to the listeners. Again, um, it's been a, a good week of Angels baseball, I guess, you know, aside from Mexico. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Other, than, that, other man, than the Astros, it's been awesome. Yeah, other than that, guys, uh, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. I am Johnny Mags. I'm Dallin Garcia. And you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. .edu slash podcast. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's home equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.